That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SD Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. And another week here. Weissman, yeah, Weissman and I, I'm Arrow. And I'm Steven. And we got another exciting week of sports for you. A lot happened in the last week, so we're going to get started. The number to call is... 1605-562-8001 and press 5 to call in. And we're coming at you, I-95 Sports Network. We got uh, some Mets, we got some Yankees. They had a rough rough series against the Red Sox. Nice bounce back, though. Yeah, both won. Nice two wins. Very important. Uh, Divisional wins. Mohamed Wilkerson, the Jets finally got something right. They signed their best player and their best leader to a long term contract um we got a ranger fan favorite move to ottawa uh something i didn't wasn't too excited of at first but uh, i understand it and we'll get that a little later but right now let's get to the, dis- the disappointment that we know as the new york mets well you know friday i got the privilege to drive down to philadelphia and see a nice mets win actually but public alone was outstanding for the first five innings or so, six innings. I know he was playing uh, no hit ball, but he had a perfect game until you know until like the five fifth or sixth inning. inning. Yeah, was it the fifth? Something like that. Uh, so that was really fun to watch, and I know they got a boost with Lagares' home run uh, in the third inning, whatever it was. Yeah, that's another thing we got to talk about that outfield situation. Yeah, I'm hearing maybe you know Cespedes. Is going to stay in left field, and now the Conforto's got called back up. Why like, even call him up? What? Sorry, why even call him up? You know, because he's raking in Las Vegas. How much time do you want down there? But if Cespedes isn't going to play center, why bring Conforto up? You got to put him in center field. That's what they're planning on. It. Or Terry joked around with it. Why not? And he joked around putting uh, Reyes in center field as well. Well, you know what? Reyes has been a bright spot at third base. I mean, he had one mistake yesterday, I he, believe. He hasn't killed you defensively, though. He's actually been very – he's salvaged that position Speaking over of there. defense, did you see what happened yesterday with Cespedes? I, yeah, I, I, I think I mentioned it to you last night. Well, something that we're, Cespedes is very well known for is his arm, you know. So a ball goes past the third baseman, Jose Reyes. He's not really fielding his position that well. He's, he's new, still learning new the position. position. So, uh, I forgot who it was, but it was someone who was rounding second. Uh, rounding Contreras. Third, yeah, it was Contreras, the cleanup hitter for Chicago Cubs. He was rounding third base. The ball was right at Cespedes. 
Just was gunned him out by a good ten feet. And you know what? He was out by a landslide. I know that. You, I called you as soon as that happened. Don't you remember that? No, I called you. No, I, I whatever it is, all I hear is, ah, suspicious. What, what, what happened? I was in the car. What happened? I threw him out. Oh, I thought he hit a home run. But when was that play? Was that play yesterday where was, a ball went through his legs? And, uh, I think it was the night before when it went in the Ivy. Yeah. No, that, no. Was, that was last night. It went in the yeah. Ivy. He just throws his hands up. It's like wrapped up in the Ivy. Maybe. I, it was, I don't know. Remind me of that play of and the one that he did that in spring training against whoever it was, the Marlins or something, where the ball was under the, the wall and he said it wasn't playable. Whatever. I, I, don't, I don't even remember. I mean, listen, it, it's just it's, you know, That's your one it's, it's important as it is. The thing is, though, he it, he doesn't want to play center field all of a sudden. I mean, he's the one who came in here and said, no, I can play center field. And all of a sudden, his quadriceps hurt. He's quiet. His squad's bothering him. He doesn't want to play center field. I mean, come on, man. You, listen to me. You're getting paid $27.5 million. No one's getting paid more than you this year. People want to see a center fielder. You want to go and make big bucks and a long contract in the offseason next but year? Then, but now you also have to play in one Garris, who's been stellar since he's come he off the has, deal. and this is a good problem to have. But you got Conforto right down in the triple in AAA. He finally got his mindset right. He's finally raking the way he should again. Yeah, but that means you have to call him up. You can't just... You need his bat, you know? So where's oh. he going to play? You got to put him in there. You got to find a way. You got to find a way. I don't understand. I mean, we'll see what happens tonight. Terry did indicate that Yoannis probably would be in center field tonight. Uh, I don't believe we have the lineup yet. I'll check out on Ruben's Twitter, which is usually where it comes from. But if you're Cespedes, come on, man. I, you know what? Sandy Orlison and Terry Collins, you got to sit him down. Being like, hey, you know, what's going on? If we need you in center field. Conforto's on, can't play center. It's funny, actually, Terry... Why can't he play center? I know he's never played it before, but... Well, there you what? go, he hasn't played it before. That's the thing. He didn't take any fly balls down to AAA in center field. He took him in right. Which, is you know, really should be a right fielder, all in all. I yeah, mean, but... The Army has, I mean, come not, on. He's not comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, Where are you going to move Grandy? You're going to have to put him in center field. That's the thing. He, I don't think he's... Got the legs to do that. No, anymore. at this point in career, he doesn't. I mean, but he, Cespedes is so important to this team. He's getting paid $27.5 million this year. He's the Mets MVP. Who knows where they would be without him? And hey, you know, maybe even contract extension in the works? Who knows? I, uh, he, I think he deserves one. I, of course he does. There's no doubt about that he does, but he. he oh, the Mets going to pay it, though. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, listen. You could maybe, if you let go Granderson, you have money to sign him, and then Cologne's contract comes off the books. Walker's contract comes off the books. So in all reality, yeah, you probably will have the money to re-sign a Ioannis Cespedes. That's a conversation for a different day. But it's definitely possible. The money's going to be so. there. I think it's important. You know, Where would the mess be without Cespedes? Would they have, still have Alejandro de Aza still playing center field? They would be in third place, and it wouldn't even be close. I'm telling you, uh, we're in the third place. They're, Miami, I, I, yeah, but it wouldn't even be close. Been. It would not even be close, though. I, I mean, what does the record say? I think they're one game in the lost column behind the Marlins. We, we'd be battling. I know, we'd be bad. We'd be battling with Philly for, uh, for fourth. fourth. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't even think it would be close, to be honest with you. But. Uh, the Mets have got a lot of issues right now that are rearing, it's starting to rear its ugly head. But the, the games like this weekend for the Mets are the ones you need to win. Like, the Grom was stellar on Sunday. 
Who, what happened with what happened on Saturday? I can't remember. Was that Noah? No, that wasn't Noah. That was Logan Brett Star, which he didn't Logan pitch Brett, terrible. Yes. I, he gave up two runs. Hey, listen, I, I'll take the six innings, two runs from Logan Brett. I'll, I'll take no, that every of day of the week. You have to. Um, I still think the Mets should go into the training deadline looking for a starting pitcher. What do I think they're looking for? I believe so too. Like even a guy that we saw on front that I saw on Friday, guy like Jeremy Hellickson. I could see him, his name being tossed around. He wouldn't you know, toss a lot either. But can he pitch in New York? I, you know, you never know. But his curveball is one heck of a curveball. I was like shocked when I saw that. Yeah. You know, he, he he's good. He's, good. he's a good player. But just some of these issues, man. I, I, Steven Mass is another one. Uh, he's clearly not healthy. No, he's not. And you know what? It's come to, you know... Maybe you have to Shut put him at DL. I, I don't know. And then you, you got Zach Wheeler. Who knows what to do with him? But at that point, if you're shutting down Matt, Harvey's already out for the season. You don't know when Wheeler's coming back. Does this all of a sudden look like a team that should sell Cespedes, who's basically on a one-year deal? Should sell a Neil Walker, who's on a one-year deal? Could you imagine what the fan base would be like if they started selling? I, I, I don't think it's gonna, they'll get to that point. I hope not. God willingly. But that's something that's being talked about now because Speaking of Neil Walker, Neil Walker had the opportunity to tie the game yesterday. And what did, they, what did he do with Gunnarsson's scoring position? Okay. Something the Mets have been doing all season. And you know what that is? Hmm. Absolutely nothing. Well, look at Shubo Cabrera. You know, Shubo Cabrera is 0 for 28 in Gunnarsson's scoring position this season. disgusting. I don't know how these guys got, learned to not – Bringing runs, you know. Well, I mean, we talked about that in the beginning of the year in April when the Mets were, what, 15, 8, whatever it was. Uh, this team's so reliant on the home run ball, but you live and die on the home run. But when you're not hitting the home when you're not hitting home runs, how are you going to knock in runs? I mean, that's the issue that we that we face here with the New York Mets. And that's the issues that are in luckily reality. They are luckily, they are hitting those few home runs. You know, but it's not like obviously in April where Neil Walker was hitting ten in the month of April, and Conforto was raking in April, and Cespedes hasn't been stopping. You know, but that's what the Mets need right now. The Mets need that power. Well, coming into this season, what did we rely on? What did we say that the Mets need to do this to win? All five starters needed to be healthy. All five of them needed to be as dominant as we believe that they can be. That's not. That's that's two things that. Haven't happened so far. Before Harvey went down, he was not the pitcher that we once knew he was. We knew that was going to happen. Matt was not healthy. Syndergaard's not healthy. I, he, I mean, he's throwing 91 mile per hour fastballs in his last start. I mean, he's at his dead arm. That's scary. The Grom's performing. Bartolo's performing. I mean, the ages was Bartolo Colon. We're lucky with Bartolo and the Grom. Yeah, and you don't know where one wheeler's coming back. So this team has a lot of problems. And it's it's amazing that they're only one game out of the playoffs right now. They're lucky. But think about it. Even if they do get to the postseason, uh, you're probably going to face a Fernandez or a Kershaw, and you're going to have to hope that DeGrom pitches the way he did last postseason to get you into the next round. Uh, can the Mets do that? I don't know. I mean, you look at the standings here. They have – what do they got? They're one game behind the Marlins. That puts them – let's see here. That puts them one game behind the Dodgers as well. Oh, two games behind the Dodgers. The Cardinals only have one game back of them. The Pirates are only two games back of them. Does that say the Mets have the third best record in in, in 
League? What is... No, no, no. This is the wild card standing. This is the wild card. Dodgers in the first wild card spot. Marlins behind them. The Mets behind them. And they got a big series coming up with the Marlins. Every series right now is pivotal for this team. This Cubs series, you could tell you in they're in, they're in their head as much as you want. They weren't going to beat them every such time. A good team. And they weren't going to beat them every time. And you'll see what we you get out of the Arietta Syndergaard matchup tonight. You no, know, they're even playing without Ben Zobrist right now. And look how, you know. Yeah, you said that last night. When did he go down? The other day. He wasn't even playing in the All Star game. Was that how? It's, that lineup is so strong. You know, I mean, you don't have a lineup. You got Chris Bryant. He's batting in, in this two hole. You got Anthony Rizzo right behind him. You got that guy Contreras behind him. I love that kid. You know, that lineup is so good. And it's so deep. And you know what I like about someone? I really appreciate Anthony Rizzo. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so under the radar. He's so, you know, what's the word? Underrated, you know. There you go, buddy. I mean. You talk about the top first base in the league. You, you know, you, you talk about Goldschmidt. He's not under the spotlight. No, he's not. Like Goldschmidt or... Agon, you know, Agon. I think uh, Rizzo's definitely underrated. Uh, I think it's a factor that there's a lot of players in that lineup that you want to see. And that lineup's so deep, I mean, you, you don't even realize you anyone's have, out. I, I think you have, what's his name, Russell? Addison Russell, like, batting eighth. I, what, what, some, or I mean, listen. Low in the lineup. Fowler's out, Schwarber's out, Zobris is out, and you know, they don't miss a beat. And you don't even realize that there were, you know, how many injuries occurred to the lineup. Because you have Baez at second base, a player that they thought were gonna, was going to be very productive for them this season. You got, you know, it's just one kid after another. You, you put Contreras in the outfield, which is really a catcher, but he could play the outfield too. The kid that's an athletic freak. You don't even realize, man. But let's move on to the Yankees. Hey! Speaking, you know what? You know, yeah, turning to the Yankees, just... You brought up a guy's name that I think the Yankees should really look into, you know, and that's Kyle Schwarber. I know he's hurt this season, but we were talking about it last night. Another guy could be the full-time DH. Schwarber, what position does he play? Can he, can he play catcher? No. Can he play left field? He can't play anything. Exactly. You know, I think Schwarber would be a perfect fit. I think he's it's unfortunate that he got hurt before the season even started, you know. But he's a guy... The Yankees should definitely look into maybe come the off season. He they won two games in a row. <laughs> Congratulations, Congrats. Noah. Tell the team. Yeah. Um. I what I think the Yankees should do because we're approaching August first. You know, it being July nineteenth and all. Um, the Cubs can't win the World Series with the back of the bullpen that they I, I, they could, but. It's not going to be easy with just Hector Rondon back there. No, the they Giants, need another guy back there. The Giants certainly can't win the World Series with San, San Diego Casillo. Yeah. Um, the Yankees should wait as long as they possibly can and get as much as you can for Chapman. Whether it's a big prospect in the Giants organization, whether it's Schwarber, whether it's Gallo or Mazzara from Texas, the Yankees have a lot of leverage here. Well, they already said they're not going to ship away Andrew Miller as they shouldn't. You know, Miller's been a stud. He's been one of the bright spots. You don't need three closers. Two, I, I could live with. Absolutely. Look at this. The Tampa hasn't Miller. been that great, though. I Listen, I'm not worried about He's been about very that shaky. Kid. He has been at times, but, you know, like 10% of the time, he, he, he's been a disappointment. 90% of the time, he's been the regular Dylan Batantis that we know and love. Um, the thing with Miller is he's still under contract after next year. 
So you have some length on them, which could probably get you a boatload, really. Uh, especially a reasonable price. Especially these, this day and age, you're paying $12 million for a closer. It can be great for a team. This is who? It would be a bargain. Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller. Okay. Uh, I don't think the Yankees would really get as much as they want for him. Really, probably, yeah, you know, if a team is desperate, they'll give up a boatload. Uh, we've seen that. We saw that with the Mets, which, you know, a trade's allowed to work out for both teams. One team doesn't always have to get a lopsided deal, a.k.a. Uh, Ari Dickey for no synagogue. I'm talking about that. Dickey, how about him, you know? Yeah, uh, right. listen, the Mets wanted to. They could sign him this upcoming winter. Hey, you know, that might not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we're talking about Yankees right now, but going back to the Mets real quick, you know what name I heard that tossed around? that they might be interested in a reunion with. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what the Pirates GM said about Jonathan Neal? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> Yeah, I know we're not, we wouldn't be a big fan of it. No, It would be no. the worst idea. No, it would be the absolute, that's exactly what it would be. It would be the worst idea I could ever come up with. For what reason would I bring in Jonathan Neal? Because I, you have Stephen Matz, obviously not healthy. Syndergaard, obviously not healthy. Harvey's out. You're looking for as your fifth starter. This is a guy. Let me tell you something. owns out. Cole was out. This is a team that's rotation is mediocre at best, and John Neese is the one that gets put in the bullpen. Excuse me. Neese is the one that gets put in the bullpen. What does that say about Johnson Neese? He's obviously not good. But well, according to the GM of Pirates, I, I forget his name, but he, sa- he said to the media, I would rather have prospects than Jonathan Nees. Uh, well, what does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> there you go. I mean, you should have thought about that before you traded Neil Walker. Thank you very much. This is a guy that has never been mentally, you know, has never been there mentally to pitch in New York. We've seen that. We've seen him melt down in the middle of the fifth and sixth inning. This is a guy that was not a good clubhouse guy. No. I, I know he's had his, you know, arguments with Collins. And this is also a guy where, you know, as bad as the Mets def- up the middle defense was last year, a guy that was shaking his head and throwing his gloves in the middle of the, in the middle of the diamond. I mean, come on, man. I this don't know. Is, they got to get someone. No, this is not a guy that you want back. I mean, come on. I applaud it. And then that's not really, you know, despite Jose Reyes, they aren't really into the whole reunion thing. Like no. I would say. I mean, you no. Know, Sandy's not that. Doesn't seem like that type of guy. They they didn't. The only reason they brought in Reyes is because they were desperate for a spark and they didn't want to pay fifty million dollars for a Gurriel. So there's your answer on that. To get back to the Yankees, um, it, there's a lot of options for them out there. There's a lot. Of, do you blow this whole thing up, or do you just trade away a couple pieces you really don't need? Do you trade away a 39-year-old Beltron? You trade you away a Chapman. I think you have to trade both away. They both have expiring contracts, but then you get a little bit deeper into it. Do you trade a McCann? Brian McCann's making way too much money for the production that you're getting out. And his age doesn't help. No, it doesn't. How many years of, you know, a quality catching job does he have left? I, he's the second highest paid catcher in the league behind Buster Posey, deservingly well. Um, he, how many catches would you really take over? Over who? McCann. I would take Posey over Posey, him. of course. Luke Roy. Salvi. Sal, uh, Sal Perez, absolutely. I mean, who else would you... Uh, not, not too many more. I guess not. Uh, Wilson Ramos, I would take over. Ramos is having a career year. I if, mean, if you incorporate defense with it, I'd rather have Yadier Molina. I have best defense is catching. No, I made a mistake with my fantasy team earlier this season. Not that I look. Story of your life. I mean, come on. But I had Molina was a free agent, and I picked him up, and then 
once I got someone off my DL, I dropped Molina, and he's definitely he's like in the top ten of batting average. I mean, there's so many there's so many other catchers that I mean, Brian McCann, McCann doesn't isn't worth the money that he's making. No, it's not. But at the at the time, we all thought it was a good deal. No, at the time it was a great deal, but. Uh, listen, with every five, six-year contract you have, you expect to get good three years out of it? Let's just say that's not the worst contract the Yankees have. No, I mean... Let's talk about Jason El- uh, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury for a minute. You know when you know you're a bad team? When you would give up half of your diamond for practically nothing? Yeah. Wouldn't you give, you would give up A-Rod for nothing? Yeah, Teixeira for nothing. Teixeira, Ellsbury, McCann, CC. At this point, Michael Pineda, I mean, you guys have been a disaster since he's been here. That's when you know you're a bad team because when you give away five starters, five starters for nothing? Are you kidding? They would happily get rid of Chase Headley. I didn't even mention him. He's been I, awful. I he's mean, been god awful in New York. I mean, come on. He's definitely not the RBI leader, batting average leader that he was in San Diego. No. And, then, and he wasn't even that great in San Diego. He had one. He had a career year. He had a great year. He had a good year with the Yankees his first year here, and he's been he's gone downhill ever since. He's a guy that the Yankees, I'm sure, would love to sell. I'm sure I don't know. If love to sell. They would take. They just take him. We'll pay a salary. We'll pay half a salary. Just take him. You don't really need to give us anything back. But that's also to share an A Rod as well. And this is this team needs a full rebuild. I really hope fans realize that. I listen for everyone waiting for the 2018 or 2019 free agency, whatever it's coming. That's waiting too long. Because what are you supposed to do till that? This team does. All right, this team has a lot of prospects down in the minor leagues. You have a Judd, you have a Mateo. That's probably you know still a couple years away. Well, you no, know actually, Judge is hurt right now. I read uh, in the minor leagues. He's on the minor league DL. Uh, I forget what's wrong with him, but Judge isn't an answer right now. Uh, oh yeah, look at that. He's uh, a knee injury. Well, that was ten days ago. Um. It was uh, before the All Star break. I know that. Uh, Jesus, I mean, it's one thing after another with this team. But in all reality, I, you have listen the left, the whole left side of Diamond and Mark Teixeira, You give up for nothing. CC would give up for nothing. Who do you trust in that rotation? If you got into a one game playoff today, if the, if the Yankees miraculously made a run and you were in a one game playoff against whoever it is, the Astros, the Orioles, the Red Sox, who would you put in there? Do you have confidence in anyone that? But, see, you, you were hesitant about that. You had the utmost confidence. Con- see, with the Mets, it's the ground. I don't have that one guy. No, not for the Yankees. I, I, CC? Maybe? No, no. I, Ivan Nova? No. Tanaka? It would have to be Tanaka by default. Yeah, Baldi's in the bullpen. Yeah, see, and he's in the bullpen for a reason. You give him Chad Lee a chance right now. And he's been bad ever since his first start. I, It's just... That seems a mess right now. You know what? There's still that 500 team up and over. You know, they're battling 500, and they need to pick up, make that one move or two moves or whatever it is. But Brian Cashman's got to go out there, do his thing. You know, you got to get some pro- whatever prospects. You got to look at, you know, are you a buyer? Are you a seller? They, they shouldn't buy. There's no way. There's no way in this world they should buy. There's no reason to. You trade think, Chapman, trade Beltron. And you don't think they have a chance? The one not, not one. Listen, let me ask you something. I don't think so either, but, you know. All right, let me do this. Let me do this. They're five, ga- five games back of the wild card. Of Which the second spot. awful. It's no, so early. But let me ask you this. Are they better than the Red Sox? Absolutely not. Are they better than the Blue Jays? 
Absolutely not. It's been the Astros. Definitely not. And they better than the Royals. Speaking of the Astros, do you see who they signed? Gary, yeah, Gary Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy, he got a nice contract. Are they better than the Astros? No. Are they better than the Royals? No. Are they better than the the better than the Tigers, even though they actually only yeah. a couple games? Um, I think that's that's even. Uh, the better than the White, the Mariners is probably even. Probably even too. Yeah. The, yeah, the White Sox is, but the fact is that one, two, three, you're not better than four of these teams in front of you. You're not making a run. That's just the, the fact of reality. And Yankee fans have to get over that. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Hey, listen. Jets finally did something right. Their leader, their best player, Mo Wilkerson, five years, $85 million, $53 million guaranteed. Hey, and Mo Wilkerson really got a nice contract. The, uh, the Jets GM, you know, you're not really, you can't, you're not too sure what he's about, you know. Fitzpatrick's obviously still on sign. Did anyone, did you expect Mo Wilkerson to get signed? Not at all. No, no, not at all. This, this is the thing with Mike McCagney. You expect the unexpected with him. You didn't expect Red and Marshall to be able to come over here, shipped over for, what, six round pick? No, I didn't, I did not expect this at all. But that's the beauty with Mike McCagnin, is to expect the unexpected. So we'll see what happens with Fitzpatrick. Um, but Mo Wilkerson's huge. You know, they weren't signing Sheldon Richardson. No, the guy's too much of a head case. I, I mean, when you get caught with your car reeking like marijuana, with a 12-year-old in the car, evading the police. Speeding 120 uh, miles an hour. I, no, that's not a guy you want for the long term. And I think the that's Jets realized that. The Jets probably realized that and said, well, Wilkerson's the leader of this team. He needs to get paid. It's not Von Miller money, thank God for that, because I, I don't even think Von Miller was worth what he got. I probably, I don't even think, you know, he's not better than J.J. Watt, because J.J. Watt gets paid less than Ron Miller. But he, uh, now the question with the Jets is, what do you do if it's Patrick? Because now, now you got around five, six million dollars in the cap, and they'll find that cap money somewhere to give. It's New York. Uh, listen. He, the thing is with Fitzpatrick, and was five weeks ago now, the second week of the show, I ranted about how they should go out and just give Fitzpatrick the money, give him the one-year deal, do whatever you have to do to get him here, because you do not want Geno Smith under center week one. And it looks like they're going to war with Geno Smith. No, but By the look of it. Listen, I, I've read the book. I know how it ends. Geno Smith is not the answer. What are you going to tell me? He looks good in T-shirts and shorts and OTAs? Great. He's looked good in T-shirts and shorts every single year. And he's not a leader on this team either. That's a big factor. Fitzpatrick has a lot of chemistry with some players on this team, Marshall, Decker. But obviously Fitzpatrick isn't the answer. You know, he isn't the future. Neither is Geno Smith, but... No, he's not. But the future's not on this team. And I'll get into that in a second as we do have a caller on right now. Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Paulus, state your name. Where are you from? This Hello? is Tony from Queens. Tony, how you doing, Tony? I'm good, Oz. You talk about leadership, Geno Smith not being a leader. How can you sit here and say Ryan Fitzpatrick is a leader? This is a guy who's burning bridges every single day in that locker room by being greedy and selfish and not wanting money, no longer talking to Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker. How can you bring a guy back like that? There's no loyalty. He's I, not respected by his teammates in the locker room. Every bridge is burned. 
Tony, Tony, I agree. I completely agree with what you're saying about bridges, some bridges being burned. He doesn't talk to Grant Marshall. You really want a guy? Remember what happened a year ago? He almost just got punched by a practice squad player, broke his jaw, over $700. That's not leadership to me. Well, and you saw the chemistry last year. Fitzpatrick had a career year with the pieces they put around him, and they should try to repeat that. I went on they record. They still missed the playoffs. I, they did miss it, and I get it. I get it. Money game, he didn't come up. Uh, can you say the game plan was the best, though? I mean, you're in a windy Buffalo arena, and you're throwing the ball 30 times with Fitzpatrick. Fiverr gets, what, six, seven carries that game? I mean, you saw how the Bills beat you that game. Tyrod Taylor was on his horse and killed him with his legs. Listen, some quarterbacks, you can't really expect to take him to the promised land. Russell Wilson wasn't taking He didn't take the field to the promised land. They took him with it when they won the Super Bowl. They did not. Mark Sanchez did not take them to two AFC Championship games. That team took them with him. You can't expect that from Fitzpatrick. I understand, but can you expect it with Geno Smith? Have you seen Tony? Let me ask you something. Big fan, I assume. Of course. Have you looked at the schedule? How many games are they winning with Geno Smith? I, I know Fitzpatrick or Geno Smith. They're not better than a five hundred team. This schedule is incredible. You didn't improve the defense at all. You couldn't cover last year. You added no one in the secondary. And that's, listen, Darrell Revis, man. You gave him the highest state contract in the cornerback. Darrell Revis was a shell of his former self last year. No one disagreed with that. But you have a Leonard Williams. You have a Sheldon Richardson up front. You have a Muhammad Wilkerson. That pass rush and that defense up front will cover up a lot of the, you know, um, You're right, it's great, but who covers? Who covers? There's no secondary whatsoever. Let me ask you this. Guards from the Super Bowl 2011-2007, they didn't have a secondary. That front line covered everything up, and that's what the Jets are trying to do now with Williams, with Richardson, with Wilkerson. With the thing is, you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to rely on Brandon Marshall to make a lot of circus catches, which is not something you want to rely on. Well, who's the one of Marshall? Well, that's, that's the thing. You've seen Geno Smith play for three Listen, I was there on his first career start. I mean, the kid looks scared. He doesn't look like he's, he's it for New York. And the Jets have been going over this for years. So, um, Thank you for the call, Tony. We really appreciate it. Uh, this, listen, the thing is with Fitzpatrick compared to Geno Smith, Fitzpatrick has – he doesn't have it, but he can play here. He showed that. He still won 10 games. I mean, let's not disregard the fact. True. I understand that in the money game, he didn't come up big. The game plan was not great. Tom, Todd Bowles did not coach a good game. I, he, I, I look but, at the stats right now from last year. But That's the game you need to win. That's the game that puts you in the playoffs. You can't go in that game with a mindset of, you know, however, you're going to pass the ball 30 times or whatever. You got to... Make sure Ivory's, you know. Right, listen, you play to your biggest. Ivory got six yards, 81 carries. He, I remember that. He had that big run in the, right. early in that game, and he barely got the ball after that. I mean, and you know what? And he's right. Uh, it, uh, Tony, thank you for the call, Tony. Um, he's right. When the secondary did nothing last year, Antonio Cromartie, forget about it. I, he, <laughs> I mean, you saw after week five or six, he he was not himself. Definitely not. Uh, Darrell Revis, you saw him get burned numerous amount of times throughout last season. DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins. Um, but this defense has the ability to rear its ugly head. But like I said, up front, it just it covers up a lot of it covers up a lot of things that are ugly in that secondary. And 
the Jets plan out for what you're going to play in, in, the, in the regular season. They went out and they drafted a versatile linebacker from Ohio State who's getting, who can cover linebackers, who can, who could, excuse me, who could cover tight ends, who could cover Rob Gronkowski, who can cover, well, no, he can cover Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but, you know, gives you a fighting chance. I know what you mean. So, um, listen, things with Fitzpatrick, I do not want Geno Smith running this team. But are you confident with Fitzpatrick? More than Geno Smith? Obviously, but is Fitzpatrick going to get you an AFC title? Well, now they might have a chance. And you know why? You know what else happened this week? What is that? Tom Brady is getting his four-game suspension. They could go 0-4. Tom Brady will win 12 in a row. They could go 0-4. Tom Brady will win 12 in a row. The thing, but this is, this. it just shows the debacle that is the Jets quarterback situation. Let me ask you something. How many, if I had to tell you right now, if you had to take a guess, how many teams do you think are comfortable with their quarterback situation that they think they have a guy for the short term and the long term that they're confident with? Tell me, how many? Just take a guess. I couldn't. I don't know. Like, to, to, all right. The Patriots, that's no question. Uh, the Bills, Bills probably uh, not. Dolphins, the Dolphins yeah. they, pay, they pay Ryan Tannehill big money, so they think they have the guy. Well, I don't even know if he is. I doubt it. No, I don't honest. think so either, but money don't lie. Bengals, yes. You got, yeah. Steelers, yes. Ravens, Steelers. Obviously, I mean that's no question. Ravens, yes. Browns, uh, no. That's probably the one situation. Well, how many years? Well, let's go back to the Steelers. How many more years do you think Big Ben has in him? Four or five. Why yeah. not? He, he's from Sony. Signs of slowing down. True. The Texans gave big money to Brock Os- Osweiler. Obviously, they think they have the guy. Let's hope oh. so. I'm a big Brock Osweiler fan. Colts, yes. Jaguars. I love Blake Bortles. I think he's going to be a star. Jaguars going to look good soon. They got some nice receivers out there, too, and that defense is great. Titans think they have the guy. Broncos, they drafted a guy they think they could be hit in the first round. Chiefs, Chiefs. probably not. Probably. I like no, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Yeah. Raiders, Derek Carr's a guy I love. I love Carr. Rivers, Rivers on the Chargers. Redskins Dude, think they have Rivers the guy. I wasn't taking that lead, you know. Chargers still need. That's a bad team, though. That was a bad yeah, team. Exactly. I know, but Rivers is. They, they got some help this season. Look for a bounce back with them. Yeah. Eagles don't, but they think they do. They traded a boatload of picks to get a guy that they think they could be the guy. Giants have Eli. Dallas have Romo. Vikings. How many more years do you think Giants have of Eli? Three, four, four, four five. Three. I mean, listen, this is he's an Iron Man. This is a guy that never gets hurt. I know. So until you see these guys slowing down, it's like what Brady said: "I'll retire when I suck." Well, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, listen, Panthers, you could go down the line. Panthers, right. Lions, Saints, Cardinals, Falcons. Seahawks, Falcons. I mean, come on. Like, the Jets, probably the 49ers, no. The Jets are the only team, besides the, aside from the Browns, that you look, look at them and say they have a plan for the future with They're quarterbacks. Right. Is Hackenberg the guy? I don't know. He hasn't stepped on an NFL field yet. Is Bryce Petty the guy? I, I, I don't think so. He would have saw sometime last year, right? From the preseason. So. You would have thought maybe. I guess we'll see what happens. But we this, still have training camp to look forward to. This has been going on for years with this team. When was the last time the Jets had a quarterback Chad. and you said, that's the guy? That's Chad, going to be the Chad, guy for Chad 10 Chad. years. Chad and that Chad. didn't work out. And then you look at Mark Sanchez, that certainly didn't work out aside for the first two years. Which, yeah, you got the two championship games. You didn't win anything. No. He didn't come up big for you in those two games. It's all about the money game. It's like you and me with the Giants. It's like when people say, well, Eli Manning, you know, he, the regular season, he's, he's skeptical of that. When he's in the money game, you see how he performs. Oh, yeah. 
Unless you had a career year, even though... Even though they didn't make the wall, that's, they went out and they fixed defense because they had the worst defense in franchise history. You don't know what's up for the Giants this year, I'm telling you. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I think they'll I don't be think around so. 9 I 10 think wins. Hopefully if Victor Cruz is fully healthy, which it's starting to look like he will be. Uh, he got that a nice, def- uh, nice defense uh, with uh, Olivier Brennan. This, this is the... This... They got snacks. That's the offensive line. You brought but... up you brought up Victor Cruz. I have no expectations for Victor Cruz at all. The guy hasn't played in two full years. Watch that. No, of course. I mean, but let's just hope he can stay healthy. We're crying out loud. You know, we haven't seen him on the field in two years. Listen, so. if you look at their schedule, you know, Dallas, you always have a fighting chance against. The Saints, you get them at home. The Redskins, you have two tough games with the Vikings and Green Bay, both on the road. You know, you get Baltimore at home. You have a game in London against the Rams. Philly's going to be a bad team this year. Let's, uh, well, you, know. you get Cincinnati and a... You never know a Philly and the Giants. No, nah, I, yeah, I don't. You got Cleveland. I mean, Detroit, they don't have Megatron anymore. Philly again. Why? I, mean, I think Dallas is going to be interesting this year. I, yeah, I mean, let's see if Roman can stay healthy. The schedule isn't murderer's row. All this football talk's making me really excited for our fantasy football league, Errol. Yeah, the one that you haven't made yet? Yeah, we'll do that soon. Yeah, okay. We'll get to that. Just like you said, yeah, no, I, I won't even bring it up. I won't upset you, don't worry. Um, yeah, so to get, and we had a little bit of a uh, transition over to hockey a little bit. We had a, <laughs> we had a really interesting trade that affected a lot of our friends and family members, and especially my partner. I, let me... All right, I'm the guy that's – I'm going to give a really fast reaction as soon as something happens. And usually I end up channeling my, you know, thought of mind to the other way. I understand – listen. Let's just tell for him Sarge, what happened. For Sarge 29, or he's going to turn 29 this by, I think, September. Uh, this is a guy who – a leader on this team, yes, and a good chemistry guy, a good glue guy. Everything really came together with him. Fan favorite. It's fan favorite, absolutely. I mean, my sister had the same eyes that I had when Callahan got traded. She was not happy about this. I know a lot of those Posada fans. Trust um, me. He is, it, but it's a guy that you a lot left. A lot was left to be desired last year. I mean, he had this to him and can you pronounce this kid's name from Ottawa? Zabinajad. Zabinajad. Right. Oh, I forget. Mika. Mika. Mika was Zabinajad. Um. He has so much potential. He does. He's only t- well. This is the thing. They got younger. They said they wanted to get younger. This isn't what I expected by any means. I expected, you know, a buyout of Girardi, a trade of Nash. I this didn't expect great, it. In all honesty, this was a great deal for the Rangers. Listen, at first you look at it. They traded my favorite player. I mean, a guy who was one in one A first line center with Derek Stepan last year. Um, but this is all. You're also getting a guy who has a less salary. This is a cap move. Probably similar points. Similar points. I think there's a three-point three range with Zabinajad and Derek Broussard. Six years younger. Um, this probably gives you the cap flexibility to re-sign Kreider and Hayes. I saw I saw an article that, you know, maybe they, they'll be able to do. No, I saw an article. Maybe they could trade Hayes. I don't think they're going to maybe do that. Maybe they could trade Nash. Uh, it's another thing. Listen, don't, don't think this is it, guys. I think more is coming. Okay. Um, Ranger fans gotta hope so. Yeah, I, you can't go into battle with this team. No, I you can't. You saw what happened. They just got absolutely embarrassed last year. And you, know, you blink and the series is over. I know they w- ended up winning game two convincingly that you thought they could come back and win that series. 
But after that, it wasn't even close. No. I mean, he lost two games more than by more than three goals. They, he, he, and he had a feel for Hank, you know. He put this team on his back. Well, and another thing, you mentioned Lundqvist. Uh, people say, well, maybe this is the start of a rebuild. You can't rebuild. I mean, you got a 33-year-old goalie. He's not getting any younger. And he hasn't won a cup yet. You know, I, you know, I, you have to get. When's the, the time for Lundqvist to say, you know, I want out, I want a cup? Well, maybe. Listen, he loves playing in New York. Man. Of course, you he know does. That. He doesn't want to play in New York. Uh, Thomas Vanek. I can think. I mean, I can think of a lot of people on, bas- on a basketball perspective. I can think of a lot of people, but it's a conversation for a different day. Br- the thing is with Broussard, he had a lot of chemistry with the players on his team. You could build more chemistry. I mean, listen, say his name again. The Benajak. The Benajak could go out, you know, have a night out with the boys. They'll be fine. Whatever. Uh, He'll be fine. But uh, this is a team that Gorton said yes, was on record yesterday and said, we never even talked about buying out Dan Girardi. Didn't even talk about buying out Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl's never been the same since that eye injury. No, absolutely not. But this is two guys that I guess they figure, well, they've been they've gone through a lot of wear and tear over the last few years, all the big playoff runs, you know, three Eastern conferences and finals in the last five years. Um, he Maybe they just need an extra rest. Maybe they just need a longer offseason. So that's what they're banking on. I doubt... Well, you can't go in... That's like how... Let's... Compare this to the Mets. That's how the Mets went in with their third base situation. You know, they're going to hope David Wright is healthy, not have a backup plan. I, Are the Rangers really going to war like that? You but, know? Well, this is, the, I mean, it's, it's two different situations. I mean, Wright was a guy who had a condition that could possibly get no, of course. I mean, I, of course. I mean, this is two guys, they just look old, they look slow. And, you but know, you can't go into war with them being your top guys, you know. Can you can you tell that by now? I'm just being optimistic. Can you tell that by just one bad postseason? I, I mean, this is a, these are two guys that you relied so heavy on. They weren't like right during the regular season. Though. No, no, they weren't. But I, I mean, what do you play for? You play for the regular season. You play for the postseason. Yeah. I mean, we've seen. You know, we talked about Eli Manning. Maybe not. There's a lot left to be desired in the post in the regular season, but in the postseason, he's money. And he does. He has what an eight and three record in the playoffs. Uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. He comes up big in big games. So well, hopefully you – that's what they're thinking. That's their sense of thinking. Gordon said that yesterday. Well, well, let me just backtrack. You know, I know it would never happen, but Rick Nash, how about him on a line with Jonathan Tavares? You know, I know it would never what happen. The Rangers trade Nash to – yeah. I know – I'm just saying it would never happen, but that would be the best thing for John, John Tavares. Your phone your phone's going to be blowing up with, like, texts about how you're just so – Oh, my God. I love you. Come on. You don't think that would – that would help Nash more than it would help Tavares, obviously. I mean, let, hey, listen, maybe that caller wants to say something about, about that. Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Caller, state your name. Where are you from? This is Joe from Merrick, first-time caller. Hey, hey Joe. Joe. I cannot fathom that you just talked about the Islanders trading for Rick Nash. First off... You never trade with your biggest rival. Second off, in what world do the New York Islanders have $8 million to spend on Rick Nash? He's an $8 million penalty killer, a shell of him for his former self. This would be a horrible move for the Islanders, one that is so out of Garth Snow's, Snow's category. He never makes deals like that. That's just unfathomable that you just even suggested that, even thought of that. 
Yo, we'll give you the worst match for the ice for the ice girl. Come on, Howell. You don't have to get a thing in the back. That's absurd. <laughs> I'm telling you, it will never happen. I understand that. But I think it will, you know, I think it will increase the scoring. Yeah, but I mean, so would a lot of things. I mean, Sorry. Mitch hasn't scored in five years. <laughs> he hasn't uh, played with the guy like John, John Tavares. Um, I think, but he's supposed to eight million dollars. So you're gonna pay a guy Rick Nash? You're gonna bring him in and pay him more than you're paying John Tavares? Who's never performed in the postseason? Doesn't hit anybody along the boards? That would be a horrible deal, Weissman. Well, I, I really appreciate your opinion, Joe. I appreciate your opinion a whole lot more than he does. That was. I thought your your phone was gonna be blowing up. Our phones are blowing up. That was, uh, <laughs> oh, God. And listen, it shows the end up thinking of you sometimes. You just, you got to think. Well, you ever heard that expression, think before you speak? You ever heard? Well, of, I don't seem to do that a lot, you I know, guess. Uh, you don't. Yeah. I, that was, oh, that was great. That was funny. Well, how about a guy with Nikita Kucherov? Uh, well, we did hear rumors, and they're serious rumors, that the Islanders could be, you know, in line to either acquire him or sign, which, you know, well, they, Ryan Strom isn't signed. Well, he's a restricted free agent, Kucherov, correct? And so is Ryan Strom. So that's, you know, maybe a perfect match right there. I think the Islanders would have to give up a little more, but... I, that's a guy, I mean, you put... That's now actually realistic. I'm not, I know, like I said, let's just backtrack a little bit. Back up the bus. Nash, I said, was unrealistic. I said it would never, ever, ever happen. But tell me honestly, honestly... You think Tavares will do okay with Nash? Would Nash do okay with Tavares? But, but who wouldn't do okay with John Tavares? Exactly. You, you know my take on John Tavares. I picked him to win the heart last year. If he's not the best, he's one of the best two-way players in hockey. The thing is, that caller came in and ripped you apart because that would be the stupidest thing the Islanders... I would fire Garcino right there. I mean, come on. I, $7 million for nothing? I would give him up for nothing. I would pay half his salary. All right, you win, you win. I mean, come on. I always win. It should be called the Oz and White Kucherov over here. Listen, that would make them one of the best first lines in hockey. If you had Lad, Tavares, and Kucherov, I, I don't, you know, it would be one of the best lines in hockey. When and PA has a lot of chemistry with Tavares, so we'll see if Paratos back on that line, well, on that first line. You see a lot of guys, or system guys, guys just play well with each other. Uh, you saw it with Hagelin. Um, he was in the right system with the Rangers. Wasn't running right system with the Ducks. Went right back to the Penguins. Played on the same line as Malkin. Got caught. Played well. Was a big reason, actually, why. Uh, he's a great penalty killer. Um, yeah, listen. And we do have... Um, we should actually have the Mets lineup in any minute now. Because the Cubs lineup just came out. So we'll have that for you as soon as it comes. Hey, look who's back in the Cubs lineup. Ben Zobris. There you go. That didn't last long. Um, that Tony is still leading off, though. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, to get back to this a little bit, uh, that was, I'm still laughing. Joe from Merrick, you're my new favorite person, man. Um, he, listen, the Islanders, the way they're constructed right now, can they win a cup? Yeah, they could. I mean, they got a great team around whatever goalie they're going to throw out there. I think it's going to be Yaroslav Halak. We just saw a Stanley Cup final, which featured... Not you know didn't exactly feature two two goalies that were elite to say the least. So 
You don't know, man. I mean, you say that goalie is the most important position in hockey. Look who's won the cup over the last few years. Look at the Blackhawks. Corey Crawford Elite. No. He's not top five. I mean, Definitely not. I, listen. But they build that team around Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane. And, you, you, and look what happens. You either build your team around the goalie or you build, you know, you build around a goalie that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. Well, now the Islanders have those two guys. But you can't go. And Jonathan Tavares and Andrew Lamb. But can you go into the season with two goalies on your roster? You know the, you know the saying in football. If you say have two quarterbacks, you really have none. If you have two goalies, you really have none. But who are you going to play? It's just going well, to cause controversy. They're going to get rid of one one of the three goalies that they have. And, uh, but they should have. Grace or Brubank, I think it's going to be Grace. They should have done that before the draft, though. Just like, I, you know. After well, there's the, no goalie market right now. There wasn't was, a market. There was a, there's a lot of teams looking for goalies. We we had Rob Tab on here a few weeks ago on Cal- record telling us there was a few teams looking for goalies. Calgary was looking. Toronto was looking. They're done. Anaheim's done. What about... Dallas. I mean, you saw that. Dallas is a team, you know, that's interesting. New Jersey's looking for a backup goalie with Corey Snyder. You know, that's interesting, right? Maybe a good fit with New Jersey now. New Jersey's going to be a good team now. Grace uh, uh, has to start, though. I mean, you well, no, of course, Snyder's. Be the, no, I'm not one. saying he would start in New Jersey. I'm saying he has to go to a situation where he's going to start. I don't know. If, can he play a full. Like 82 games? That's what you got to figure out. And that's why I don't know if you can start him right away. Well, listen, you saw. That's why I'd be nervous to have him as the Islander starter. It's kind of similar to Camp Talbot, except you know you don't have a surefire starter. Halak's not the surefire starter that Lundqvist is. Obviously. But you traded Talbot. You got a couple second-round picks for him. You got what you could out of him. Um, trade one of them. See what you can get. If you have con- but it just shows they don't have the utmost confidence in either one of them. It's like the thing with the Jets. They don't have the utmost confidence in Geno Smith, where they could pull the offer from Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't have that. So to get, we'll get into some more hockey later. Uh, what did you write down? What, what is this? Oh, you wanted to go with you went to the. Um, I was at the town hall meeting at the Yeah, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, so the New York Islanders or. New owners, John Ledecky, uh, held a, a town hall, per se, to just basically pump up the fans. It wasn't anything crazy, but got the fans kind of excited. So basically, he just said what he looks to do. He said he's going to get the Long Island Railroad, you know, in place, hopefully fix that, get more uh, cars for the playoffs, more trains. You know, he also talked about how John Tavares will not be a free agent, uh, free agent once free agency comes. Hopefully, they'll extend him within the next. I think they can only extend him starting next year. I think they also talk about going in there, kicking the Rangers. You know what? Oh yeah, that's because that's hopefully. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that's what. So basically, uh, hoping for like what. Never happened last season. Basically, he's the Rex Ryan of owners, of owners, right? Yeah, and that was a really fun night. You know, I think Ledecky is going to be really great for the Islanders. Let's just, I just want him to do it. You know, he can walk. To, he can talk to talk, but can he walk the walk? We'll find out. And we got a caller on right now. Uh, caller, state your name. Where are you from? Caller, state your name. Where are you from? Mike from New York Hello? City. How you doing? Mike from New York City. How hey, Mike. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Mike? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I have a question for you. You were just ranting and raving about the goalie situation 
And you were like, why didn't he trade one for the before the draft? Don't you honestly you can you honestly sit here and say that if he if he had a trade offer for one of them he would have not he would have done it. Come on. But uh, you're like then you're not saying he did Wait a second. You're saying there's this huge goalie market. At the draft, one team traded for a goalie. One. Calgary. Oh, it's Calgary, right? Yeah, that's right, it. So, so when, when, I say, when somebody says a huge trade market, I say, well, there's 30, 30 teams interested. There's not. There was one. And, and was a big trade. No, is, if, anybody, if anybody feels that Rick Nash is still – Still better than, you know, a, worth more than a bag of pups, then you know what? I got to turn off this show. Come on. This guy <laughs> hasn't done anything in two years. I have pretty Mike, good player. We definitely don't want to Mike. Listen, this team's looking for goalies out there, though. You don't think Buffalo's out there looking for a goalie? You don't think Carolina is looking for a goalie change over there, a younger option? I mean, there are teams, so, there are teams out there. So if, they, so if they were looking for a goalie and Snowy had a chance to pull to get rid of a $4 million contract, don't, don't you think it would have happened already? What do you think? He's just going to sit there and sure. know that he has a three-goalie controversy and he's just going to sit there until training camp? He would have had, rather had this well, a while ago. You don't, think, you don't think that he offered $6 million for Louis Erickson and the reason why maybe he couldn't maybe go a couple bucks more is because he didn't have the cap room? Come on. But how's it? common sense here. <laughs> Steven, correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't Gar Snow been notorious for really sitting on his hands and not doing much? Um, yes, but I mean, last yeah, year. He... But remember something: new yeah. ownership came in July 1st, expecting things to happen. Like this is like, this is like a coloring book that you could just connect the dots. I feel like I'm listening to Mike Francesa here. <laughs> I appreciate that because I like Mike Francesa's paycheck. Mike, Mike, thank you for the call, buddy. And we are gonna. You know, get into what you were just talking about. Um, is there not a big goalie market? Listen, I, I'm not saying there's a big goal, huge goalie market out there, but don't you think Winnipeg would look for a goalie change? I mean, they came in last place in their conference last year, in their, uh, excuse me, in their division last year. Don't you think Colorado, uh, I mean, Colorado, Valmont has to stay healthy for the last couple of years? Don't you think they'd be looking for a change? There are teams out there looking for, that wouldn't mind a goalie change. As much as, no. you, you know, Scrivens played like good a couple of years ago. What did they do? They went and traded for, <laughs> they went and traded for uh, Cam Talbot. I mean, teams are are always open to change. I didn't hear anything about Broussard. There were no there were no big rumors out there about Broussard. And look what happened. There were no big rumors about it. I mean, everyone was shocked when Subban got traded for Weber. I mean, things happen out of the blue. We've seen that time and time again. We can see it again with this goalie situation. Because again, do you want a goalie controversy going into a season where you're expecting big things for this team? When you're expecting big things from a guy like Tavares, and you're expecting big things from a defense where getting a little bit older, man. I mean, you're paying a lot of money to Johnny Boychuk, and he's he's not getting any younger. So, Mike, thank you for the call. I, I, gotta, I, I still think Garth has another move, a couple more moves than him, though. I they definitely gonna definitely should anyway trade for one more forward, preferably a wing, and. But listen, Garth's obviously going to not go into the season with three goalies. They, they, they're not doing that. What's not happening? Wasn't everyone screaming for him to trade that pick in the first round pick and draft this year for something? But there was nothing available. Uh, listen, there was uh, no trade. There was no trade market. No one wanted to take uh, Josh Bailey or Mikhail Grabowski or you know 
And we got Who's another woman. We got another caller on call. State your name. Where are you from? This is Joe from America again. Yo, what's going How on, buddy? Oz, I love you, man, but the Islanders' defense is aging. You have Nicoletti. Nicoletti is a 24-year-old stud who hasn't reached his peak yet. You have a rookie who showed incredible potential during the playoffs in Ryan Pulak. A Scott Mayfield. A, a, a Pellick who's just coming up. Thomas Hickey is young. Travis Hamannick is young, signed to a team-friendly contract. The only one who's a little older is Johnny Boychuk, who... Honestly, it looked like he was playing hurt most of the year last year. The guy's still tough as nails. That defense is fine. I, I was focusing I agree with more. You, Joe. I was focusing more towards Darren Boychuk. Once you see the defenseman hit thirty, you never know where you're going to get. But you're right. You're right. Their defense is relatively young size of Darren Boychuk. Uh, and we'll see what they do this year. I mean, you saw them. I, I, a series I expected them to win last season. You didn't really see them up to par. Um, even though I think they're. <laughs> no, well, I, I fully agree with you, Joe. I mean, the difference. No, it wasn't too bad last year. Calvin DeHaan, a little shaky, ended up being pretty good at the end. Uh, he led the league in block players. shots. Yeah, Calvin yeah. led the league in block shots last year. DeHaan was great. Uh, you know, Hammer, another, he's their leader in the locker room. Hammer's great. You know, they got a good set of defensive guys. Pulak's coming into his own. You know, Mayfield, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully we have room to see uh, Scott Mayfield and Adam Pellis. And uh, we won't take one-way contract. What was that? What did you say? I didn't hear you there, Joe. Both are on one-way contracts. Yep. You are going to see those guys. Uh, they might have a little bit of a log jam back there, actually. You might move and a we'll defenseman in a trade. And listen, I'm, don't get me wrong, Joe. Thank you for the call, by the way. Um, this is one team, as a Ranger fan, I expect the Islanders to go out there and threaten to win the division this year. I really do. For the fact that, first of all, I love to have their defense. I mean, you saw what happened with the Rangers last year. Um, Joe, you're right. I was focusing. Geez, what did I do? I was focusing more that on Johnny Boychuk. He did, you know, I guess injuries can always come into a factor when a guy is looking old and slow. So, um, the, I said went on record last week and said the, I, what the Islanders. I compared the Islanders to the Avalanche from a few years ago when they, you know, whatever they did after over a hundred points. Um, he, this team, that team lacked leadership. It lacked veteran leadership. They were way, they were very young. I compared the Islanders a little bit in the sense that the Islanders are better defensively. Maybe either goalie option isn't as good as Varmanov was that particular season but they're very explosive offensively, and they did address veteran leadership. And I'm expecting the Islanders to have a great season, and hopefully make it to the, you know, make the playoffs, get past the first two rounds, the steps, the ECF, Eastern Conference Final, and take it from there, you know. Keep on baby steps, you know. I, this is, I, listen, you, when a team goes into a season, you look at it, you look at your goalie situation, says, can this guy lead us to the promised land? Neither guy probably, we can't. Uh, I, I no, not not lead you to the promise. Their goal tending. Did you see their goal Listen to me. Listen to me. 
when you, when you look at the Rangers' goalie oh, situation, you look at Lundqvist, can he lead you? Yes, but you need a team around him. But you don't need a goaltender to lead you into the problem. You don't need a solid goaltender. That, that's what I'm trying to get. You didn't let me finish. You interrupt me all the time. It's disrespectful. You got this. You never let me talk. Listen to me. I'm going to just make you hide. I'm going to hide you somewhere. All right, Weissman and Oz is going to turn to Dr. Oz 2.0 in about two seconds. All right? Can you go into a season? Can this goalie lead you to the promised land? No. Either goalie can't lead you there. You have to put a formidable team around that goalie that can help him go there with him. All right? That's what I'm getting out with the Islanders, and that's what the Islanders have done. And I think they're going to be a real threat next season to win this division, even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you got a lot of obstacles. You got the cap still. You got the Penguins. You got Tampa. Pittsburgh, you got, yeah, yeah I, I mean, you got a lot of, you got an improving um, Detroit Metro's team. Metro. Whole Metro is going to look good. Whole Metro is going to look good. Even I'll still throw the Rangers out there because they still have the goalie. So that's another threat too. They're going to be no. Listen, the Rangers are going to be no cakewalk this year. They're not going to be as good as they were the last few years, but they're certainly not going to be any cakewalk. And to get more time. Yeah. 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 All right. So we do have more time past two thirty. We thank our boss, uh, Bobby, the man, the legend. Thank you very much for giving yep. us a little bit more time. We've had a great show. We've had a lot of callers. And more callers will, you know, are welcome to call. Of we course. really appreciate every single call, whether we agree, disagree. Or agree, or, or agree to disagree. <laughs> you know what? Again, Our, your opinions are important, and you guys are what make the show. And I, we appreciate all the listeners. Again, again, the number is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 if you want to chime in. Uh, did they get the did we get the mess line up? I believe he should have put it out by now, shouldn't he have? Maybe not. I mean, Adam, listen, they said they weren't sure if Tespitus was starting in center field. Well, that's what I'm curious to see. That's why we got into the topic earlier. That's why I want to see it. I don't know what's taking Adam Rubin so long. Uh, but we will. Well, when, when we get that, we'll relay it to you guys. We got an extra. How much time we got left? I don't know, whenever we want. I, I, you, want to stay, you want to do 345, 3, up to you. Right, up to you, man. Can we'll we see how, to... how, how, how the show takes us, though. Can we get till 3 o'clock? Is that all right with our man over there? I'm sure it is, you know. So we should be till 3 o'clock. Uh, I have confidence in that. Uh, I'm seeing this, yeah. Gordon yeah. Well, up till 3. All right. So a special treat for you, Weissman and Oz fans. We will be on till 3 o'clock. Perfect. Uh, we're still waiting for that lineup, but while we're who waiting... Do we, who do we got starting to for the mess? We have Thor. I'm the guard. Okay. Another guy that, you know... Has the series the, is huge, Chicago. Every series is huge for the mess now, because you have you have Chicago now. You're going to be in Miami this weekend. Another huge series. A, a huge, I mean, a team that's ahead of you in the wild card standings. More and important than Chicago, in my opinion. Listen, you have... St. Louis was underperformed this year. They're also a little bantered by injuries. Wainwright's finally starting to come into his own. Colorado, a four-game set with them at home. That, that's a series. You series. should win. I know it also is that series. I believe that's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Or uh, Piazza, Piazza series. Oh, is that that weekend? Yeah, we got that coming up next weekend, too. The Mike Piazza Hall of Fame induction. Perfect. Uh, and then we got that four-game set with the Yankees. August 1st and 2nd will be at City Field. August 3rd and 4th will be at the Bronx. Another team. I, I don't want to put disrespect to the Yankees, but listen, August 1st, you start Beatable that team. series with them. Beatable team. You have no – but listen, but look at that. The deadline's August 1st. 
look when they start. You have no idea what that team's going to look like. So you have the Marlins, a team that you, you are better than. Don't get me wrong. The Mets are better than the Marlins. A team in the Cardinals that, all right, like I said, they've underperformed this year. So the Mets. A team in the Rockies you're definitely better than. And a team in the Yankees that you, you definitely are going to be better than by the time that August deadline rolls around. Yeah. Cool. So there's no reason the Mets shouldn't get right back into this division race. I mean, you, gotta, you also do have to look what the Nationals have coming up, which I am getting up right now. But, I mean, you still got to – all right, so we got – So the, the reverse and the Dodgers, the next three, uh, next three games, they just, you know, took uh, two out of three uh, against Pittsburgh. They got uh, San Diego. Then we, the team they did struggle against a couple weeks ago before they did Yeah, then they're in Cleveland, who's been a very interesting team to watch so far. Four in San Francisco. Four in San Fran, and then – they go to Arizona August 1st. So. I mean, we'll just stop there. Yeah. Um, those West Coast trips are ne- those West Coast trips are never easy. Yeah, Cleveland has been one of the best teams in baseball since May. You got San Diego. They have one of the best rotations, too. They, they got, like, Salazar. Oh, they they got, got Trevor Bauer. And you, sal- you salivate about how good their, rotations are, their rotation is. I, that's what you aspired the Mets. That's what you wanted the Mets today. So. Of course. Yeah, but they got to stay healthy. I mean, look at it. I so mean, Barry's out for the year. It, maybe the conversations are going to be coming up that maybe you should shut down Steven Matt if he's not healthy. He's pitching pitches. That was a talk about last night. So we'll see what happens with this team, if this team can stay healthy or not. If you can get into a one-game playoff and you throw DeGrom out there and he's going to give it his all against a Fernandez or a Kershaw, you got a chance. That's all you got, though. you got a chance because this is a team that came in with championship aspirations coming off a World Series appearance. You, it, It's been disappointing. I mean, you know, Dan Worth, you heard Dan Worth and on record talk about how Harvey could have been a Cy Young candidate this year. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. No. Syndergaard's throwing, you know, all of a sudden he's throwing, he's going from 99 to 100 to 91 miles an hour fastballs. That slider's going down to 88 miles per hour. I mean, a guy you worry about to stay healthy. Matt, a guy you worry about to stay healthy. I can't reiterate that enough. Cologne, thank God for thank God for big sexy, man. You know what? This bothers me. Um, if the Mets rotation was as good as it was planned to be, and if everyone remained healthy, didn't happen. You know, Bartolo Colon could have been a trade ship. If everything worked out perfectly, if Zach Wheeler was, no. was staying on, you know, record to come to the rotation, come all-star break like we thought so, maybe you could have considered Bart to be a trade ship. I, I don't know, man. Listen, look at this season. Well, you can never have enough pitching, and the, the, I know this season proves that. Everyone was screaming to trade Matt Harvey after last season, and look what happened. He can't even stay. He didn't stay healthy. Two other pitchers in that rotation isn't healthy. Wheeler's still not back. He was supposed to be back July first. That was the plan. Where is he? August first is the next target. I doubt. I doubt that's going to happen. Oh, look at this. So you know that uh, thoracic outlook syndrome is what Harvey had successful surgery on yesterday, yes. two days ago. Uh, the Royals' top prospect went Kyle, under the same surgery. Kyle Zimmer? Yeah. Um, it says he was, second, it was a number two prospect behind Ryle Mondeze Jr. in the Royal system, and he went under the same surgery. And he'll so be, he'll, maybe this, is, uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this, this surgery. Well, this... Just, Thoracic outlet syndrome. Well, Phil Hughes actually 
have had, I, I guess that was when his tenure at the Yankees is pretty much done. He, so Phil Hughes also had that surgery, it says here in this article. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess it's a thing that's trending. Well, let's hope not. I mean, you hate to see these pitchers get hurt. Harvey could have had a Cy Young season, could have been an all-star again. You know, get well. Matt Harvey, we'll see you in 2017. And you know what? Just got to go with what we got. Sandy Alderson's got to look out for, a, find a starting pitcher, find another guy in the bullpen. I think they still need that one more, one guy. The bullpen's been stellar this whole season. No. You can't complain at all. You know, Basardo has not been great. Now you just took the words right out of Seth my mouth. Seth Lugo's been a stud. Who? Seth Lugo. Oh, Seth Lugo. What? You don't know Seth Lugo? No, he pitched last night, didn't he? Yeah, he struck out Chris Bryant. How many games did he pitch this year? Looks up. Well, he's been at least, at least six. Six or seven. I don't know what that up. He's been great, Seth Lugo. You know, Blevins great, Reed great, familiar career season. You know, he's been what is he at forty seven consecutive saves now? It is in the regular season. Correct. In the regular season. Uh, it's somewhere around there in that number in that ballpark. Let's, he's I mean, been great. He's broken a match record. This of consecutive regular season saves. This is a team that wasn't gonna blow you away with their bats. This isn't a team that wasn't gonna power their or power their way. I mean. That's the only way they are hitting the ball with scoring runs right now. This isn't a, this wasn't a team that was going to score a lot of runs for you to win games. You relied on this power pitching and it's just fly dropping like flies. So we'll see what the Mets do. Big game tonight. Uh, I want to ask you a question actually, because you said you were at the, what was it exactly? The new ownership introductions? Oh, for, oh, at Barclays? Was, was that all it was or is it just? No, yeah, it was basically just. Introducing John Ledecky, he also had uh, Casey Sezikis and Brock Nelson and also Stanley Cup winner and Hall of Famer Bobby Nystrom, Mr. Islander, there to speak with him. And basically it was a Q&A sesh, uh, Shannon Hogan of MSG, who was the, the pre-game and post-game host. She was also there, she was hosting the event, and it was, well, I can't say it was very informative, because it wasn't. But all, what I got from that was John Tavares won't be a free agent. Hopefully, the seats will be sold to get that stadium loud and just like an asshole Coliseum feeling. He basically said they want, he wants to get this place rocking as much as it would to get the center to be, the scoreboard to be centered. You know how it's an all center scoreboard? Mm-hmm. You try to make it funny. I guess it wasn't that funny. Uh, um, I I ask you that because I'm re really, I just saw this right now. Jamie Ben got an eight year seventy six million dollars. And you know what? That's something very comparable to what John Tavares can get. Now I was gonna ask you, Jamie Ben's a guy who does play the wing. He is twenty seven already. Um Tavares, I think when he's twenty seven, he will be in the conversation if not winning heart trophies. He and he's a center. The centers generally do get paid more money, we've seen that. Say much names Patrick Kane or Alex Ovechkin. Do you think he's going to surpass that contract? No. Really? No. Nine and a half million uh, I mean, it's possible. I don't think. I don't think he he deserves it. Yes, but I don't think he's going to surpass nine point five. No, I think that's the right price for John Tavares. I honestly do. But this is also. I mean, we saw you know players like Taze and Kane get close, 12, to, no. close to 100. I think he's going to be in that range though. Assuming as far as 
you know, as he goes, the Islanders go, I think the pressure is also a little bit off of him because they're getting different pieces that can produce around him. Right. Opposed to when they first drafted him and the team was a disaster. You can agree with that, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think he's going to be in that $10, $12 million range. I mean, no, I, I wouldn't think... be surprised, but it's something the Islanders are, are going to have to look into. You know, We then don't have to worry about that for another year, I believe. Like I said earlier, July 1st, 2017 is when he can get signed. So uh, Also, I mean, is there... It'll be interesting. Is there state... I don't think there's a state tax in Texas, is there? I don't think so. So that's another thing you have to look into, though. Oh, yeah, Dallas. I mean, they pay him $9.5 million, but taxes... You know, in New York, there's a tax, obviously. Uh, I, uh, clearly. Trust me, I know. That's what I'm bringing up. So 12, 10, 11 million for Tavares would be comparable to $9.5 million for Ben. Also, you, the cap's probably going to be going up within the next couple of years. We'll see about that. That's another factor. It's money, 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 baby. And this is this is the reality of a cap sport. And this is the reality. Same thing when the, the Rangers traded for start. It was a cap move, and it was a move to get younger. Uh, you don't see that in baseball. You, see, you know, you see the teams like the Yankees back in the you know not back in the day, but a decade ago. I guess what ten, nine, you know, ten, eleven years ago. You see a team like the Dodgers lately, and the Red Sox, and the Angels just spending like drunken sailors. Teams, it's as much money as you got if you're an owner. Some teams can't do that. The Mets have not been notorious to do that at all. Teams like, you know, even teams that have success, like the Rays, they have not been able to do that at all. So, um, another thing to get into, uh, let's talk some basketball, actually. <laughs> so it's space. Um, Kevin Durant. Uh, the question was going out: Does Kevin Durant owe Russell Westbrook an apology? No. For bolting to Warriors. Uh, the, the thing is with Kevin Durant, um, he didn't. He didn't even have meetings with the Lakers or the Knicks because it's not exactly any place that he wanted to go and wait to win. Because no, of course, two- Lakers. I mean, they're struggling right now. You know, Lakers they got are, some nice first-round uh, prospects that they got, but, you know, the, Durant wants to win. The Lakers are, don't blame them. are literally, listen, let me tell you, the bulk of their team, okay? Ingram is 19, 20 years old. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's a little on the other side. D'Angelo Russell is 20 years old. Julius Randle just turned 21. 20, and then it's time to go up to a monster contract. That was Stupidest thing they could have done. Ivanka Zubak, who was supposed to be the starting center, 20 years old. You literally have kids, if they win big games, cannot go out for a drink with their teammates. This team is full of children. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it's the debate about Russell Westbrook again. Where is he going to want to play after next season? Is he going to want to stay in Oklahoma City? Or is City? he going to want to follow Kevin Durant? Is he going to, no, 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 no. He's not going to Golden State. What do you think this is? What is this, sir? Just hit him, everyone. I hope you heard that. I love you, brother. Um, Never come to New York. Listen, that's the thing. He's a big fashion guy. He's a big under the lights guy. So there's a chance that he could come to New York purely for that. But you need a lot more if you're the listen. If the Knicks go out there, Derrick Rose has an old. This is the pitch they can make to them. If the, if all the chips, if all the cards play right, if say if Derrick Rose is an all star, and the only problem I've ever had with this move is that because you, you basically gave up nothing to get him. No, it's a, it's a high. It's a, Low risk move. The, you know. the thing is with 
him, I wanted a point guard that they maybe have a long-term future with, which obviously wasn't out there for them, so this is what they did, decided to do. You go out, say Derrick Rose goes out and has an all-star season, and I think you and I could both agree that mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is definitely a step up, an upgrade from definitely. Derrick Rose. You go out there, he has, he has an all-star season, Melo has a good season. KP has a good season. But you're just hoping and hoping. Well, that, I mean, that's what you can do going into a season. I mean, you can hope LeBron James stays healthy. You can hope Kevin Durant, you know, help, usually hope for health. I mean, you can hope Derrick Rose stays healthy. Well, if you if Derrick Rose isn't healthy, what happened? Season's over. Uh, well, you're, banking, mean, on, you're well, banking on injury, and you can't go into that with the season like we talked about with the mess. Talked about with the, with the football, the hockey. You can't go into a season... Like, you know, thinking on injury, you, you just can't do that. No, you're right on that one. I was going to make this comparison again, again with the Mets. They didn't have a backup plan going to David Wright. Had a solid one, at least. I mean, but that's um, what the, the Knicks are doing with Eric Rose. The Knicks do, though. They signed Brandon Jennings. So these are two guys that are playing for a contract that are going to go out and try to put up the biggest numbers that they possibly can. They go out and sign Brandon Jennings, who could be a, could have been a starter somewhere else if he stayed healthy. But, you know, he, he fell off the map a little bit. They go out and they address the point backup point guard situation. If Derrick Rose is healthy as an all-star season and all your cards are played right, say if you're like a fourth seed, you get home court advantage in a round in the playoffs. You win a round. Okay? When you sit down, hopefully they would get a meeting with Russell Westbrook. I really expect them to. Unless he decides to re-sign before he hits free agency, which I really doubt. If you sit down with Westbrook and you say, listen, listen to me. Eric Rose, we're a fourth seed. You, you could be an MVP candidate. Well, you, forget it. We're, play, we're number two seed. We're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. We're battling with the Cavs. We're trying to get to the finals with you. We're talking about you for MVP. You get all the recognition, all the bright lights, all the fashion <laughs> avenues right across the street, man. Is that going to get them in it, New York? Could. you got to show. Listen, the Knicks have to show that they're an attractive place to play. Take them to dinner. You know. him, yeah, so, so what? I mean, Sam Presti could take him to dinner too and say, stay with me, which obviously I don't think that's going to happen, especially if you're talking about trading him. I mean, it just, it, it, this, is, this is a team where you're going into expectations and saying, all right, let's get to the playoffs. Let's get a home court advantage. Let's make sure everyone's healthy in this, in this, uh, on this team. Just facing the team of health. That's what you're doing if you're uh, Phil Jackson. I, mean, I don't think that's the best idea. Well, listen, this is I think you got to get a backup. You know, this is the thing with Phil Jackson. Um, he came in a year removed, two years removed from a fifty-four-year, fifty-four-win season where the the, uh, the Rangers, the Knicks decided to go in a different direction other than Mike Woodson. So he brings Phil Jackson in, he brings in his guy, and he takes the entire uh, team, looks at you know whatever they got on the court, and changes it. Said so this isn't what. A, this isn't going to work for the way I want to play. So he goes out, he trades Tyson Chandler, he keeps Mello, which is probably... Just rid of some... Um, and Smith. Smith. So these are two... These are, so, uh, and Amari. Yeah, this, yeah, these are guys that, you know, didn't wasn't going to work in the way he wants to play. But every year, and people were screaming about Phil Jackson, about, you know, he's not free agents. All you heard was that, oh, LeBron's going to want a player because Phil Jackson's running the team. Durant's going to want to play here because Phil, they, they were never going to play here. No. You can't win right now with this team. Even when he was here, when he first got here, he won 17 games his first year. The year after that. that uh, the year after that, you won 15 games more. And you changed the even players. Year, even, this is embarrassing. I mean, year 
after year, you're changing the players. You're changing what well, the product on the court. And, and that, listen, again, once but again. So you got to preach if you're, if you're, what's his name? Uh, Bill Jackson, you got to preach consistency. Preach to the choir, man. It, you know, every year he's changed the product on the court, and he's improved it. On paper right now, it looks like this is an improved product on the court. We'll see what happens, though. You got to. Like I said, talk to talk, but can you walk the walk? Can they actually prove to themselves that they can contend, you know, stay as healthy as they could? Well, that's really what they're banking on. When push comes to shove, comes to shove excuse me, it's really they're banking on injuries. I know they got Courtney Lee. So that was an interesting signing. You know, it's going to be interesting. Derek Rose, Joakim Noah. It's just that. Friends with Derek Rose. It's going to be real uh, a fun season for the Knicks fans. Porzingis could even be better than his rookie year. Oh, absolutely! I think it's going to take a big step up this year. He, well, one can hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, he's got to get he's got to get more muscle on when he's you know trying to post up down low. No one expected Porzingis to be what it was. So well, can you really not expect for, not for a few years though? That's what that was the expectation. Can you a bigger step going into next year? Why not? Because he's still young. Yeah, but he was still young last year, and he's, you but know. He's even that he's still that young, and you can't you can't really. No, I know. That's not fair. I you can't say he's gonna like. I understand improve. what you, I understand what you're saying, but you have to realize this is New York City, the mecca basket. The me, this is the mecca. So when you go out there and you do what Porzingis did last year. People are going to be wanting more the year after, and that's what Porzingis. That's the pressure that's going to be put on Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, I got some break. Oh, it was about 15 minutes ago. John Heyman broke some news. Uh, the Dodgers pitcher, who was very good for them when he was healthy a couple of years ago, who just got back this season, and this can help the Mets. I mean, you never want to see anyone get hurt. Hoon John Rio. Uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. He's likely to miss his next start with elbow irritation. So well, that's he, not good. No, he may have a big elbow issue, which puts them in, even, in an even deeper hole in that rotation because this is a guy you expect, you know, a guy right. similar with the Mets and Zach Wheeler, a guy you expected to come back and to produce for you. Uh, he's been here two weeks now. He's been healthy. Hasn't really produced. No. So that's another thing to look at if you're the Mets. You got a big... I can't, I can't stress it out. You know, I'm very disappointed in Adam Rubin. This guy is so on point with getting the lineups out. He posts... Still nothing? No, he posted the, the Cubs lineup about... Can, what, I, can I project the lineup? 20 minutes ago? Go uh, ahead. Can I project the lineup? Your, guess is, your guess is as good as mine. Let's go with Jose Reyes leading off. Okay. Our third baseman. I, we got Curtis Granderson batting second. And right. We got Joanna Cespedes playing left field. We got Neil Walker batting fourth. We got Michael Conforto batting fifth. Or, you know what? Scratch that. Drupal Cabrera batting fifth. Mm-hmm. Michael Conforto batting sixth. Travis Dino seventh. Ligaris eighth. And Pitcher Spot ninth. Can we argue that as a. You're not putting Cespedes in there? I said Cespedes batting third. Wait, wait, you just put Granderson in right? No. No, no. You put can I tell you what you just told me? Do you realize what you just said? Oh I oh wait, I just put You put Granderson in right Lagaris in center 
and you put Conforto and left. Where's Cespedes and all this? You don't know you Dr. Oz 2.0 is coming, people. All right, all right. Jesus all right. Christ. All right. Listen, but, but to me, if you're going to put, if you're going to make, can you say make, force Cespedes to play center field tonight? If you're going to force Cespedes to play center field tonight, and you're going to put Conforto and left, I think you got to back Conforto third and Cespedes in the cleanup spot. I, I can't watch Neil Walker for that bad cleanup anymore. He's a good player, and he has been productive not, this season. He's not clean up there. He's not hitting with runners and scoring for this, and that's for sure. Neither is Drupal Cabrera. No. Tespinus is the guy you're paying $27.5 million. You know what? Do. I think this, this call-up from Conforto is really going to help the team. I think Conforto has proven that he's uh, a major leaguer. You know, he well, was in Las much. Vegas for three weeks. He raked it in there, but, you know, it's the West Coast. Vegas going to shoot the ball at the park. Uh, you know, that's just how it's going to happen. I think Conforto's going to, you know, get back to his his own. Yeah, he's going he's, uh, he's to get back to what you hopefully, hopefully, you know, what he showed in April. Well, hopefully he gets back to his April form. I mean, that's what you're hoping for, is it not? Do you remember what happened a couple of years? Do you remember what happened last year? The Cards executive, remember the, the, the Cardinals executive was hacking the Astros? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He sentenced, uh, I think he got sentenced today, actually. Did he? Oh, I saw this yesterday. Another big news. Twins fired their longtime GM, Terry Ryan. Ryan. After 16 seasons. Yeah. That's inc- that's crazy. Is Brian Cash was the most tenured uh, GM around He now? has to be, right? I think he was more than 16 seasons. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if the Giants, I think the Giants GM became their they're present. So if we're talking about pure GMs, I think Cashman is the most tenured GM out there. Especially now. I mean, it goes without saying now without Terry Ryan in the mix. But I do believe that they're, <clears throat> excuse me, that the um, the Giants GM is their president now. So I, if we're just talking about strict GMs, I Wait, believe. Did I just say something? On, I believe. Two just pays about a 154 game season. Like, that's not going to happen. You don't think so? No, no. It says gain, what it saying? gaining momentum. Yeah, because it's less money for the owners. Why would they want to do that? Well, you know what we have coming up? This I told you. What, I brought it up earlier in the show. We have the Hall of Fame weekend coming up. Uh, the inductees, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Piazza, two well-deserving Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Mike Piazza, usually one of uh, the best Mets in their history. One of the, arguably one of the greatest catcher, hitting catchers of all time, had that memorable moment on September 21st in 2001, uh, which was the first professional game, uh, sports event that happened after the horrific event on 9/11. Um, so he's obviously Mike Piazza is obviously well deserving of his, uh, you know. His Hall of Fame inductee. Of course. I mean, waiting, waiting, for, waiting for it for years. I mean, come on. Finally, he's in. And uh, speaking of, let's talk about Ken Griffey Jr. I am shocked about something. How did he not get a, a unanimous vote? No one does. No one does. One voter. No one does. One voter. What one voter did not put Ken Griffey Jr. in the Hall of Fame? I, I want to know that. He, he, he was, without a doubt, a first ballot Unanimous decision for me. I, listen, I don't disagree with you, but the fact of the matter is, you don't see it, and for whatever reason. And I, you know what? I want to. 
I, I don't know who the one voter was. I would like to talk to them and ask them why. Why didn't you pick them? Ichiro's going to make it there one day, too. He's having a great season as well. He's making his way up to 3,000 professional hits. Listen, you, you look at the – you see the case. I mean, it's just a case sometimes that, you know, writers will look at it. It's like, all right, well, he's definitely going to get in, so this year I'll vote for this person who I also think is on the cusp of being deserving. Um you heard me talk about a couple weeks. I've heard talked about it on the show. Uh, Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer to ever walk on a baseball field. And it's, okay. not, it's not close. It's not okay. close. You can't debate it. It's not debatable. It's not subjective. You cannot argue it. Okay? He's probably not going to be a unanimous decision for that fact. The, for the fact that well, people... Need that, that's a given. Him and Derek Jeter, easy first round, first ballot, whole thing. Uh, no, first ballot's no question. It's just the... It's just the argument, are unanimous. they going to be unanimous? No, unanimous. Have so, to. No, but it's, Mo not going, to. it's not going to. Oh, Why not, though? Because that's just the way... I mean, listen, there's so many guys that would have been deserving of it. Pedro would have been deserving of it. Which is so should have been deserving of it. Uh, Randy Johnson back, should have been deserving of it. They also they also have the whole steroids issue, too. That's a whole... Another right, debate for another day. Listen, but you got five minutes. probably why Piazza... Then make it as first round. That's a conversation because for another day. Get acting us back. We got five minutes left. Again, if you want to call, if you want to listen, 605-562-8001. Press 5 to chime in. We're on I-95 Sports Network. Got five minutes left, and you know what I'm excited about, man. What are you excited for? Fantasy football. Come in the town. Can we set that up? Right, well, so, you said it. You brought it I'll up. You it up. Can we do Yahoo Fantasy? Yeah, I like Yahoo's it. fun. All right, whatever. Listen, I'm, I'm on ESPN rankings because that's what real men play, first of all. Okay. So what what do you got as your first three three guys well, in the overall ranking? What they got is Brown, ODB, and Adrian Peterson. I think they're doing it. Oh, this is ESPN Standard. Um, I guess they're looking more because there are more and more leagues out there that are PPR. We got, I'll, I'll read you the top ten. Tell me if you disagree with anything. Okay. Brown first, second, second, Peterson third, Jones fourth, Le'Veon Bell fifth. Yeah, uh, I like Bell fifth. He had a great I, season I besides his injury and suspension. He was, you know, I would have put him in the I later and later top ten. But... I would have put him higher. I would have put him third. I would have put him second. I would have put yeah. him, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gurley sixth, Hopkins seventh, Ezekiel. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. That's what's eight. so funny. How is Ezekiel Elliott in the top ten? He hasn't played one professional football game. Listen, he's got that line behind him. He's going to get a lot of yards. I mean, he's someone I really wanted the Giants to draft. Yeah, but he was never going to. He get wasn't going to make it. I know. No. I know. Uh, this is actually I was talking to my buddy the other day. This is a guy that's you know shooting up the draft boards is David Johnson. But the thing is, you got two two guys behind them that could also. Last year, two years ago, was his rookie. Uh, he was last, ago. no, it was last year, 2015 last pick. Year. He was a third round pick. But listen, you got Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington behind him. I mean, they could take a look few of his carries. And then you got Des Bryant to round out the top 10. I'm excited, man. Uh, I mean, I'm. How is Gronk not in there? Uh, Best tight end in football. He's 12. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. No, not bad. I'm looking for the first quarterback that they have ranked. And you have to go... To, you got to go Cam or Tom. Really, uh, right? I figure they have Cam. I'm just... Is this... No, wait. This has to be no... Oh, uh, this is all. You got to go down to... I'm still scrolling down. Wow. That's respect. I, I mean, listen, I know quarterbacks... The quarterback play in fantasy has been 
Kleine, here we go. Cam Newton ranked yeah, 35th. I'm guessing Tom Brady is number two. Uh, no, probably not Rodgers. Forget Tom Brady's out for four games. Remember that? Yeah. Did you hear the conversations that it, that came out when he got suspended? If Garoppolo goes out and lights the world on fire for four games, can he take over the job? Come on. That's, no, that's no. a joke. No, come on, man. When Drew Bledsoe did it, you know what the difference is between Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady? Drew Bledsoe wasn't good, for lack of a better word. Tom Brady, in my eyes, that's one of, if not the best quarterback to ever walk the earth. If you want to put Joe Montana in there first, I don't dis- talk about unanimous. Talk about unanimous decisions for Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean it's football, you know. That's football, obviously, but baseball is is you know yeah. such a big pecking word for it. It's, it can get so aggravating. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait. Uh, set up the fantasy football draft. We'll we'll post that on our Facebook page. We'll get maybe like a twelve team league going. So we'll have we'll have that for you guys. We'll do a, a for, for fun league. No money involved, Daryl. I know you're a gambling man. I'm not. Stop saying that. I don't know where you keep saying that. It aggravates me to say that because you're lying to our audience and I do not appreciate a liar. All right. Um. Hopefully, by the time we get up, by the time we're on again next week, his Ryan Fitzpatrick fiasco will be settled. Probably not. Listen, I'm the one who went on record last year, and you go back and find the Facebook post on the Weiss and Anaz. Go back, share it with the Weiss and Anaz page, and go and share it because I want a record. Whoever gets to succeed, I think will go to the Super Bowl, and that's you know that's just a factor of looking into what situation is in there. Is you know is, is factored in. We saw the. I mean, listen, you put all six teams that the Jets made the playoffs last year. How many quarterbacks do you take before you take Ryan Fitzpatrick in that playoff picture? One. One. Two. Maybe I mean, Dalton was hurt. Peyton wasn't himself. So that's something to talk about next week. Thank you, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Tony, Mike, everyone else who was listening. Thank you very much. You can listen to our show uh, on the i95sportsnetwork.com or also on the SMG Podcast channel. Uh, you can listen to that on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Uh, for the Westman and our show, I'm Stephen. I'm everyone. My- my partner, Stephen, will have the uh, podcast up as soon as possible, right, Stephen? As soon as possible, Errol. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.